Hi, my name is Christy Lee. I'm a DJ for WJTL Radio. Welcome back to the Praise and Worship Podcast. My guests this time around are Brian and Jen Johnson of Bethel Music. We are digging in and finding out more about Bethel's latest album, Revivals in the Air. Along with their crew of leaders, they've put out this great collection of songs. They're packed full of faith, asking God to move on a massive level in our country, in our churches, and also in our own hearts and lives. So coming up in this conversation, you're going to hear Brian and Jen talk about their songs, God of Revival, and sing His Praise Again. We'll also also chat about co-writing with some of their favorites, the guys they write with often, like Phil Wickham and Jason Ingram. They also share about the perfect timing of Bethel's Peace Project during the pandemic year of 2020. Plus, Jen talks about her new book, All Things Lovely, releasing later this year. I think you'll appreciate the audio from this interview, and I want to point out a couple of things so you're in the loop since you're not watching the video right now. First, Jen has a genius way that she's keeping the kids, and you know she's got a bunch of kids, happy while she's in this Zoom meeting. It pops up throughout the conversation. It's a lot of fun, and she even turns the camera out the window for some of it, so you can see that in the video if you want to check that out on YouTube, IGTV, and at my blog at WJTL.com if you want the links. Another thing to know is that Brian and Jen were Zooming from different places. He was in his car, pulled off and parked for the interview, and Jen was at home. So you'll hear them lob the questions back and forth at times, and just knowing that they're kind of on speakerphone in a Zoom meeting in totally different places helps the theater of your mind put this all together. I love the way that they talk about their hearts and what they're noticing God doing in this season, the advice that they're giving to their team, and I think there's a lot we can pick up from it. So let's get started. Here we go. Brian and Jen Johnson on the Praise and Worship Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be talking with Brian and Jen Johnson, longtime worship leaders and also a married couple. So that kind of is a nice bonus there. I'm really thrilled to talk with them on the way here about some things going on in this season. Um, also their new music on Bethel's revival album. So we're going to get to all of that. Stick with us for a little while. First, hi to Brian and Jen. How are you guys? Hey, good. good. Hello. Now, it's suspiciously, uh, you know, without kids in the background, you've got five kids and two of them little enough to interrupt. So first of all, where, where are they? Why aren't they interrupting I, already? <laughs> yeah, I, I, literally they, they could burst down the door at any moment. So there's always that. Yeah. H- has that happened to you? I mean, in zoom meetings. Oh sure. yeah. hundred percent with COVID and everything being zoomed. So they're actually right outside. Um, we have a new kitten on our property somewhere. So they are looking for where the new kitten is hiding out just outside. That's brilliant to say that it's somewhere. What a great game. I'm learning something already <laughs> from you for parenting tips to just say, Oh, go, go find it. It's somewhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so before we go really, really deep into, I mean, there's so much that we can talk about in the world of, you know, corporate worship and, and songwriting and co-writing and all of that stuff. And I do want to get there, but first I want to do a little bit of a warm up. So for those of you who have been following Brian and John, Jen Johnson for years and years and years, you're probably going to want an update on some of these questions. And for those of you who these are newer, that you're just starting to hear them on the radio in the past five years or so, maybe this will help to uh, get you to get to know them a little bit better. So Brian and Jen are up for kind of some fun, random questions at the start. Absolutely. All right. So Jen, this first one is for you. Your most recent lovely find, whether it is food, beauty, fashion, an ingredient. What's the latest? Oh, gosh. Um, 
Ah, I would have to say food is my love language. So um, I would say charcuterie boards of any shape and size are just going to be my happy place. Um, And we've recently found this really spicy jalapeno jelly on the salami and the cracker and the cheese. And it's, it's just special. So that is my, my loveliest new obsession. That's a really good one. When you have one of those boards, do you prefer it to be made out of like wood, marble? I've seen wood. I'm a wood. I'm definitely a a rustic, uh, light grained wood charcuterie board kind of gal. I leave, I leave marble to my friend, Carrie Joe. She's a marble gal, but I'm we live in an all wood kind of lodge. So we, we stick with the wood vibes. Nice segue to my next question, which is for you, Brian, your most recent outdoor project. You know, uh, everyone thinks I build, I actually don't build. I just point the finger. Uh, well, actually no, an outdoor project. We just set up a bunch of deer feeding stations at a new property we just got. So there you go. What are you, what are you feeding the deer? Corn. Corn. Okay. So yeah. do, you do, do you like salt licks or clover patches? Uh, or? Anything that's legal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you feel like corn is their favorite. So of course you'd want to go that way. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I do what I'm told. That's what the guys say. So. All right. All right. So Jen, next questions for you, the latest dish that you made for your family that wowed them that they actually really liked. Wow. Okay. Um, we are really obsessed right now with, um, chicken piccata, which is a pasta with chicken with this like lemon heavenly sauce. So I would say chicken piccata is probably, what do you say, babe? You think that's one of our fan favorites right now? That why I'm up 10 pounds right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you can tell they like it. I think that's the new one right now that we've been having a lot. Our whole family really does love that. So Yeah, that's a crowd pleaser. All right, Brian, next question for you. The latest thing you hunted. Hopefully it wasn't the chickens for the chicken piccata. (laughs) Uh, Coyotes. Ooh. Coyote hunting. Yeah, yeah. Were you successful? Uh, I was. um, Yeah, the last time I went out, I yes, I was. Now, (laughs) Jen, do you have to? Do you cook a coyote? What what do you do? No, the re and the reason why the coyotes are on the um, no list is because they eat our chickens and our chickens are our pets. So chickens, cats, dogs, we do not eat those. Um, They those are more like our pets, and we have goats, which we also don't eat. But um, the coyotes, the the coyotes are on our not our friend. Yeah, right, (laughs) right. Well, you're protecting your property, and that's right pets, children, and other coyotes or whatever else you were hoping to hunt, I suppose. All right, uh, Jen, the next question for you, the latest song that was played on the Steinway. Now, this could be by you or by one of the kids, whoever was the latest person to play it. Um, The latest person to play it, there's almost always someone playing it in our house because all three of our older kids play the piano. Um, But uh, Phoebe Bridges is probably what was played last night the loudest in our house. Also, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, Phoebe uh, song was also played. So, (laughs) hey, you're lucky that it's an actual song, because with the little little guys, um, do they do they get to get up there and and just tinker? Yes. Ryder also plays. His is a different um, category of. (laughs) Yeah, not so sure. 
Yeah, he's what did he play the other night? It was so cute. He was playing oh, something. He, and he said, yeah, he plays something to tell you that he he he's played something, a song. Yeah, he played. He was just playing the the lower keys of all the dark keys, and he said, "This is a bad song." I was like, "Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, he's right." <laughs> awesome. Evil evil villain vibes. Right. Maybe Jaws. Totally. All right. Next question for you, Brian, uh, is the latest tattoo that you've gotten. Oh, these are great questions. Oh my right. goodness. You, you, you follow us for sure. Oh, for years and <laughs> years. Tattoo. Oh man. I, I just had a bunch of filler done on my uh, full sleeve on my left arm. The okay. mountains. So five, Get some- five and a half hours sit mountains oh. and clouds. Just for filler. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, and you, you did our anniversary date as well, right, baby? Yes. That was also yep. one of your. Did that. Yeah. This is so fun talking to Brian and Jen on different phones. <laughs> 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 where, where they're also talking to each other sometimes. This is, this is really fun. Uh, now, you mentioned, you know, I, t- I did say I've been following you for a while. We've been playing your music on WJTL since the early, early days. So, you know, come everyone, taste and see, we believe. Um, do oh, you man. have a favorite song from way, way back in the day? Because you guys have been doing this for a long time. That could go to okay. either one of you. I want to hear from both of you your favorite song from the early days of Brian and Jen Johnson. Okay, you go, babe. Uh, yeah, I, uh, where you go, I go. Mm. That's one of the early ones that I like. Yeah, yeah. I would say my favorite is probably... Um, gosh, I don't know. I love the, I love the, um, a little longer. No, that's not what I was going to say. I love your, uh, the one that you did in the studio, babe. That's like, just love came down. I love love came came down. down. Oh, you want to see something cute? Let's see if I can turn the camera around. Look right here. Oh, where's Ryder? Can you see? Oh, hi guys. (laughs) Did you find the kitty? Go find it. Just Buy us a cuteness. little more time. Find the kitty. Just there really, some cuteness. There really is a kitty, right? There really is a kitty. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, we could get a lot got, get a lot more done if there was no kitty. We have uh, farm cats, and so they um, they sometimes populate. So <laughs> that makes sense. We've got a healthy population there of fur yes. balls going on the but property. But they they kill the mice and the snakes, so we like the farm cats. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Everything has a job. They just got to do its job. So recently uh, during 2020, the year that so much was not what we expected, uh, the whole Bethel music crew and what a crew released this album called Revival. So I want to dig into this a little bit. And uh, I think we'll start with Brian, your song God of Revival, co-written with Phil Wickham, which you guys seem to have a really good thing going there, co-writing together. Can you tell me a little bit about that relationship? Oh, yeah. Well, um, when, uh, oh, gosh, how many years ago we, I, we had been friends and I was driving to an appointment and just had the thought cross my mind. Hey, send Phil this little idea. And so I sent him this little idea. And then three months later, we had Living Hope. And then that kind of started the this kind of writing relationship. And then since then, we've become really close friends. And it's, it's just you know, when you mesh with people, like it's just that we, every time we get in ride together, it's just like it works. And so, um, fast forward to God of Revival. Um, 
in soundcheck, I had this, this little chorus melody idea, you know, and then I was away on a trip and then we started going back and forth on this idea. And then he kind of helped piece together. It, it just, it's a long process, but it, uh, and Jen knows this, but um, it, it's definitely one of those relationships that I think spirit and also um, our gifts, our songwriting gifts just mesh together. What, what I'm good at, what he's good at, it just works. So it's been fun to, write together to see what God's done honestly through it. So I don't know if I just butchered that, but. Well, yeah. I'm curious about getting to write the song. You know, you, you've written like live living hope over text message, you know, getting to, used to doing those kinds of things, co-writing sessions in person and not in person. Did that prepare you for this whole COVID season where, you know, now it's even harder to, to be together to, to co-write. So uh, getting to do that long distance co-writing together did, did that help yeah i mean i'm jen knows it's like we've we've done most most of the co-writing has been through text you know and, and not sitting in a room together at least for me so i think for me it, nothing changed you know for phil and i so i do know in that season phil was working on an album and, and i kind of you know took took some time off but um yeah i mean it, nothing felt different really so it's kind of yeah. convenient you know yeah now, what about this song, like the beginning of 2020, everyone is saying this is going to be revival, awakening, you know, all kinds of stuff at the very beginning of the year. People were saying prophetic things and, and just noticing what was going on in the season. Then COVID happened. And so to have this album release in that kind of a climate, talking and singing about revival, um, how did, how did that feel for you? Did it feel like the purpose of those songs was for that time and you just saw it in a new light or, or what was that like? We were actually supposed know, but, but, to have, we, I would say we, we were going to put revivals in the air out and then our next album was going to be peace, which we were working on and kind of amidst all mm. that we just felt like we were supposed to pause on the revivals in the air and put peace out because there was so much anxiety and unknowns and fear. And so we actually flipped it and then um, just pushed the peace album and really felt like that was such an amazing gift to have that. Um, and even though Revivals in the Air came out um, during this as well, it also felt very spiritually timely. Um, and we're actually re-releasing it. We, we just had a meeting yesterday with our team and we feel like um, it is still such a timely word that we're actually going to re-release that album. And um, we feel like the theme of it, um, God of Revival, is, is very much a um, current um, word of the Lord, really. Because I feel like where we may have thought of revival in the past being um, in a big corporate gathering. We love those. We always love corporate gatherings, whether it be big church or small church or, you know, a worship night on the road. But the God of revival that we really felt like God was doing was personal revival. It was the world shut down and, you know, things that were um, normally in our lives were all put to halt in a good way, in a lot of ways, you know, and personal revival and kind of like where the pace of life um, quieted. And it was kind of like everywhere you go, there you are. And we saw God dealing with hearts. We saw God dealing with issues. You know, we saw racism. We saw God bring that to the forefront of, you know, our hearts and our minds to go, Hey, here's a time, here's a Selah. 
where we need to actually look at these things. And so I think that that revival looked different than we expected it to, but it was more of a heart revival, um, a church revival. I know for our movement, even, you know, God has just been doing a lot of changes and um, for other friends of ours, churches and movements, you know, it's just like, wow, uh, what a gift to have this kind of a time where we could process and pray and re-envision and um, change and kind of slow down. So I definitely feel revivals in the air, God of revival. Those two phrases um, are still very much um, prophetic and present words for 2020 and 2021. Um, so yeah, that's yes. And yes. <laughs> what do you- I, lo- I love the long answer. And then that very short answer of yes. And yes. <laughs> and I love calling 2020 a Selah that yeah. if you really, really think about it, yeah. that's so appropriate, even though it was, it, it was having to forcefully do that in our own hearts and spirits. So often when the rest of everything wasn't quieting down or pausing for a moment, um, in some yeah. ways, because of the social issues, the political issues, so much else going on while also so many things not able to go on at the same time. So I love, I love that totally. word for it. And even, you know, even on personal levels, just talking to all of our friends around the world, you know, with their marriages and their kids, especially most of our friends uh, who are in ministry, you know, it was really a gift to be able to take time and reassess the pace of our lives, you know, and what we're not going to go back to. And even all of our friends who purged their houses and cleaned and organized, you know, both physically and in, in churches, you know, again, I think that it really was a Selah. Um, and a gift, uh, obviously I don't think God caused yeah. all this to happen, but he can work with any hand he's given. So I, I definitely saw how he was moving in it, you know, that's awesome. Uh, Brian, I'm curious what you guys are telling all of the Bethel music worship leaders. You guys have got such a large group there, uh, where so many new releases have come out as far as leading the congregation and writing songs. Are you giving any encouragement to your crew in this season? Um, Jane could probably help answer this as well. Um, my dad has a phrase he said to the songwriters here for years. And he said, um, write what you want to see the church look like in five to 10, 15, 20 years. So basically every song is like kind of a prophetic statement or a, a shaping. So I even think like thinking about God revival, it felt like the season was like, maybe we're in a season of preparation for that song. But so you, if you, if you write with that in mind, um, it helps you kind of write into the future versus uh, writing about what has already happened. Cause I think uh, it's important. We're like the pre- pastors and the prophets as the, as the worship leaders, you know, we're supposed to be shepherding, but also prophesying what God is saying. So that's definitely a big one that um, would be an encouragement to our team that we're, we're telling them. Jen, yeah, do you want to answer think- the same? Yeah. Same question. I think on um, a verse wise, it was cool. I was talking to Darlene Check a few weeks back and we were catching up and I'm looking out the window right now and I see the kitten. So I hope that the boys, right. <laughs> yeah, I see, it's walking across the backfield right now. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, so, so um, but we were talking and as you were talking, you know, we were kind of talking about what we felt like the Lord was saying during all of um, the past 10 months. And, um, both of us, I said, yeah, I said, I, I can't get out of revelation right now. And, um, revelation four, the verse says, come up here and I will show you what to do next, or I'll instruct you, um, on what to do next. I I love different translations, but just that kind of come up here to my realm, 
Don't get lost in earthly things. Um, come up here and I'll show you, I'll speak to you. And then from that place, kind of that mountaintop experience with God, you can kind of bring what I'm saying back to the people or whatever. And um, she was like, she starts kind of like shrieking and she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, that's the exact verse that God gave us. And so we just had this little party moment. Um, but you know, two of the things we've encouraged our teams is with that verse, come up here, don't get lost in people's opinion. You know, there's so much opinion um, on the internet. I love the internet, but you know, I feel like we can get lost and drowned a bit in um, this, the opinion of man. And we're like, man, we got to have God's opinion. We, we need to know what God's saying um, over our own opinion, you know, the word of God and the voice of God, the spirit of God. So those two things. And then additionally, you know, with anything that we're doing, um, it's, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together and keeping that as the forefront of this is who we are. This is what we do. And from that place, when we magnify God, when we worship, um, with no agenda, it's amazing how, um, when you worship right after that, how clear your mind is, you know, things are obvious that we're confusing. And so when you come into the presence of God and you worship, it just changes who you are. And so just keeping them kind of, uh, reminded and, um, headed toward that as the goal. As you can tell, Jen, not only is a fantastic, powerful singer, but she can preach. She preaches when she sings and she preaches when she talks. And there's a lot that Jen, you know, does in that she does have a song, of course, that I also want to talk about. And that's the song sing his praise again, or, Oh, my soul, that song is in the cat. It's a different direction then God of revival, right? So God of revival, it's declarations, it's prayers and sing his praise again is almost like uh, stirring yourself up and then also remembering from the past. And, right. and that combination is so empowering for right now. Like we need it a lot right now. So can you tell me a little bit about the story behind that song? Brian, you should tell. I should tell. Okay. Yeah, t- how you wrote it. Okay. Um, yeah, Jen led it and then Ben Fielding and I and Jason Ingram wrote it. Um, I sat down with my guitar before a session with those two and um, I sang the, like, the whole melody but the bridge kind of straight through, which was interesting. It's one of those lucky moments. And then we brought it to the guys and then, um, you know, Ben and Jason are veteran writers the and uh, kind of, yeah, piece that song together. And then... Um, it took a long time to get that song formed. We let it a couple of times, then we tweaked it a couple of times, changed the bridge lyrics quite a bit. And then um, I think Jen led it at one, one point at church. And then it kind of resonated like, oh, this is a Jen song. This is a Jen song. And, and to be honest with you, every time Jen leads it at church, it's, it's an obvious um, one. But I think that what you hit on memory part. Um, sorry, my daughter's trying to call. <laughs> <laughs> She ended at the end of that. There's so much power. Like if you read the Bible, there's so much remembrance, stones of remembrance, little altars of remembrance, like all these different things. And a part, the, the majority of our Christian life is like remembering God has been faithful. You know, David reminded himself of God's faithfulness throughout his entire life. And um, I think that it's obvious when we sing that song, when we get to that bridge, that's when that song really takes off because the church needs to remember. They need to sing about remember remembering what God has done. And that obviously catapults us into praise. It's like the runway into praise, you know, is reminding ourselves. So um, 
the but the bridge didn't have that at first and i think it was missing and then when that lyric got brought into that bridge is when it's like okay now now this song is done and and i think that as writers when we write we always have to be open-minded like this song needs to have a result our, our original vision for the song there needs to be a result like it needs to work and we knew it wasn't quite working and then when that got added it was like there it is so it was missing element anyways oh yeah, I mean, definitely there it is. I, I've been in a congregation where that song, where both of those songs we just talked about were sung. They both have a way of blowing up, but they have a different boiling point, I guess I would I would call it. But the bridge of that song, it, it does. I mean, you go through it once or twice and then all of a sudden everyone has picked themselves up and has joined in, like gotten to speed on the highway or something, you know, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I love that one. And, and I love these songs that are coming out of your relationship with Jason Ingram and Ben Fielding. There's a nice track record there in what you're producing out of those co-write sessions. So good guys. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the other songs where, you know, Jen, not every worship leader can show up on a switchfoot track. I mean, it just <laughs> doesn't ha- you just Jet not everybody has the voice to do it. It's amazing that that happened. I know it's got a great story um, and that it works so well. I'm curious what it's like to be a part of a song with a band who you've impacted in that way. For those who know the story, you know, I kind of want to get to that next layer of it um, after John Foreman's family went through, you know, his his daughter having having a, a sickness and your music ministering to them, then getting in on that song. What is that like for you? to come around to that point. I think it's even, it's special to me on a, an entirely deeper level too, because I had every Switchfoot album when I was younger. I had the yeah. first one and I, I, I just, they spoke to me a lot. And um, so I think it's really beautiful and it's an absolute honor to work with John because he's just one of the most beautiful humans and, um, and so for me, when he asked me to be on it, I was like, I'll sing Jesus loves me. I'll sing whatever. Like, I was like, where do I sign? Like I, you know, just to do anything with him was beautiful. And so when we kind of went over the lyrics of the song, I was like, this is beautiful. Um, so yeah, I hope it's not the end. I definitely, we had such a great experience and a great camaraderie. I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward to in the future, um, doing an album and I will definitely be asking for the, re- the favor to be returned for John Ooh. to do a duet with me on my album. So, um, the future is bright with that, but I mean, what a gift, you know, that John is out of his, um, his just love for people and his compassion and his, he can just touch people that aren't Christians, you know, and h- h- call it crossover, whatever you will. But, um, he has such a beautiful heart. So it was an honor to work with John. And that song's just really special. You can feel the power of the testimony in supernatural joy that supersedes no matter what you're going through. And that's the God we serve, no matter if you're in the darkest night of your soul or the best day of your life, that supernatural joy that is the joy from the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit um, is with you and surprises you at times when you think you should be the most oppressed. Um, the Holy spirit can just bubble up within you and um, just shock you. So yeah, what a, what an honor. I love that. And the decision to sing or to say hallelujah, nevertheless, you know, that's the game changer in, in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day, whatever our season or situation to be able to say that and to decide to say that even if things aren't looking very good. So love that song. Love that you got to be a part of it. Um, 
And, you know, I want to talk a little bit, a little bit about the season so many people have been in right now, right? So going through COVID, social, political, all the stuff, um, yes. more people than ever have been dealing with uh, having to make those kinds of decisions, but what am I going to sing or say, or having to struggle with depression, anxiety. And uh, I feel like as worship leaders, and also, you know, Brian, with the book that you wrote, sharing your story, uh, you have encouragement that you can give to people through your own experiences. So what are you seeing in this season that you're able to encourage people that, that are, are game changers, you know, in that kind of department? Well, I think when you're in it, you think it's the end and you think it's how it's going to be forever and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's this weird, it's this weird thing. And, I, and I've still had moments where it feels like that. And it's really weird to be in a, a season or a moment where you feel like it is the end or nothing's going to, it's going to, you're going to be tormented with this forever. But what I would say right now is it's not the end in this, this last year, getting people to like, right now it's springtime, it's sunny outside here. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, it's incredible. It's amazing. And uh, to realize that life is seasonal and if we can hang on in the winter season, you know, and use that time to, you know, gear up, like dig into God, even if you don't feel it, read the Bible. Like there's something about the power of the word and worship that's, that's, you can't put words to it, but it's not the end. And God, if it's not good, it's not God. If, 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 if it's not good, it's not the end in God. Mm -hmm. Um, so there, there is, God has, um, the light at the end of the tunnel of mind for you. And, and I, and I know what it feels like to, to be, I mean, in the dark, dark season. And, and I just encourage people, if you're in that season, do whatever you can do to move forward mm -hmm. uh, because you're not going to be in that season forever. And, and what you'll learn in that season will carry with you for the rest of your life. And it will actually be a benefit for you um, with what you're going to be going through later on in life. It's like, a, it's like a gearing you up, strengthening you. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, is there anything else practically that you've noticed that you have been able to do uh, that has helped you in, in those kinds of days? Oh, well, Jen's helped me a lot, you know, having friends, having, having family around you that can kind of like remind you this isn't the end, you know, is really helpful because sometimes you just need to be reminded um, of that. Also, Go ahead, babe. Yeah. Also, the other thing, I 100% agree. Um, and something that Brian and I have both um, just been committed to from before we got married until, you know, to now is counseling and inner healing. You know, you, anyone in their life goes through a trauma at different levels, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, you know, um, and we just need help as humans to get through things and to heal, just like we need, you know, doctors uh, to reset a bone if it's broken. You know, we, we just also need emotional healing and help as well. So finding uh, spirit-filled counselors and uh, people who are just connected to the Holy Spirit to walk you through things in your life, it's really important. I think especially the trauma that the world encountered and is still encountering with, with COVID, um, people being shut in and locked in, um, and all the various, you know, complications and people having to, you know, redo their organization or lose their business or, you know, we've all gone through trauma. So I would just encourage people on a practical level to reach out and get some help. 
um, to kind of make sure that you don't have skeletons in the closet of your heart. And uh, to be honest, to be accountable, to be vulnerable, to go, hey, I'm dealing with this and I need help. Uh, reach out to leaders, to friends, and uh, be really brutally honest and don't walk through anything in your life alone. There are people out there, there are pastors, there are friends um, to help you get through this. That's really good. Thanks guys. Brian's book, it's came out, you know, what, two Februarys ago when God becomes real, uh, you can check that out too. Um, but that's definitely on the list. I think of things that, that came out before COVID that are really helpful during this season. So yes. definitely wanted to, to touch on that a little bit. Uh, yes. and there's a ton of other songs on the latest Bethel music project. Um, you got, I just want to talk about the other worship leaders that you're connected with in this community in Bethel music, who else are you personally really loving listening to lately? There's a long list to pick from. That is a long list. Okay. How about I'll say mine, babe, and you can say yeah. yours because that's a long list. You know, I love different people for different things. Um, one of my favorite worship leaders on the planet is Brooke Ledger Wood Frazier from Hillsong. Uh, she's just a queen. And same with Carrie Job. Those girls, they just, it's all about Jesus. It's vertical. We don't swim in a lot of emotion. It's just like about who God is and who we are through him and the love of the church that bleeds through those girls uh, with hit with obviously Carrie and Cody both, but, um, and I'm Naomi rain and Chandler Moore are, are two people for me who I just adore with my whole heart. And the spirit of God is just on those two. And I, I just, I can't get enough of either one of my just adore them, MJ, all those guys. Um, so for me, and then, you know, I just love people who anybody who's leading songs that are just, um, glorifying and magnifying God. I mean, that's, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to sing. That's what I want in my home. Um, and so we've got a lot of country music that we listen to at our house. Um, I think there was Jesus is uh, by Dolly Parton. And yeah. who's the other guy, babe? Zach Williams. Zach, yeah. He's Zach Williams. Yeah. Um, that we played that loud in our kitchen. Um, so yeah, just, but just for sure, like those, I'm sure that there's gosh, a million other people, but just to name a few, babe, what are yours, honey? I think I listen, you know, I'm, I'm more song oriented. I think, uh, I think Wickham obviously feels right in some big, great songs for the church, obviously Hillsong. I mean, historically, and even now elevation, yep. um, all the, uh, you know, um, see who else, gosh, looking so at, the songs, looking at the songs that I love to worship to, um, just because they're a solid in in and through, no matter who leads them. Um, I think that there's more, but those are kind of the camps that I am listening to their songs go. And I think they're writing some great songs for the church right now. Yeah. Awesome. Good tips. All right. I, I want to know, let's get a cat update before we wrap up the interview. <laughs> <laughs> has, the, has the kitten been found? This is what the kids have been doing. We've gotten updates throughout. So we got to, got to have some closure. Well, I only have a one window view, so I can't see what's happening on the other like 28 acres of our property. So I don't see children or kittens. So hopefully that's a good sign that they're playing together in the barn right now. <laughs> right. Hopefully the cat, because you did see the cat at one point. You saw the kids I, at one point. Yes. And they were both headed in the same direction towards the barn. So my guess is that they probably have found each other. <laughs> awesome. So 
just for those of you who are listening and watching this, you can check out the latest from Bethel. I love the, the direction, the encouragement, the spontaneous moments, revivals in the air. It is out. It's available. Put that on repeat for a little while. I think you'll feel a lot better. Plus the peace project is also amazing. Love having yeah. the kingdom on that. There's a whole bunch yes. of, you know, other people that are involved in that. And, and man, that was the right stuff at the right time when that came out. Yeah. The, we, the kingdom guys, gosh, they're so amazing. And then Tasha Cobbs is the other person I listen to. I was going to say Tasha Cobbs has the whole Holy ghost. So she's my girl. <laughs> she's the 200%. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, what a queen queen of Queens. And what a fun like time where she's in with, you know, Brandon Lake, or she'll be in on a, we, the kingdom song. Like there's so much partnership in worship right now. Yeah. I yeah. love a cross pollination. I think that's one of the, the most beautiful things about the church is the cross pollination of the body of Christ musically and just how the movements are all colliding and convert. Like, I just love that because I think you see so much fruit from almost where the lines are blurred of who's who in a good way. Like we're just the church capital C and worship and speaking. It's just kind of like a big share. And so cross pollination is makes me fired up. I get that. I get that. Uh, one more question. And Jen, you can say that it's not time to talk about it yet if you want to, but we've been seeing on your social media for a while, pictures and recipes and all kinds of stuff and a book in the works. Yes. I know that's like coming soon-ish. So can you give yes. us the latest? Absolutely. So I am, um, the book, the writing part is done and all the photography is done. So now we're just in layout right now and it's very exciting. Um, so we're hoping to have uh, the final drafts very soon, which is so exciting. And then it comes out in the fall, I think September it releases, but it's going to be called All Things Lovely and it's home, hospitality, uh, heart, and then health as emotional, physical, spiritual health, which I feel like is a really a timely word also for um humanity for, for right now. So it's very beautiful and uh, very exciting. And I think it's going to really not only, um, bless women, but also men too, because there's so much content in it that is just really, it's, it's just good stuff for any human. So yeah, exciting. Humans like all of those four H's you mentioned. So it sounds like a winner. <laughs> exactly. Chick on the cover, but it's for everybody. <laughs> Brian and Jen, thank you so much for catching up with me today for talking a little bit. I really appreciate your time and uh, that the, hopefully the kids were great the whole time as well, chasing the kitten. So thanks so much for talking. <laughs> really appreciate it. You're amazing. You're thank you. A big thanks to Brian and Jen Johnson. Check them out on social media. I love when they post family updates. Fill us in on the latest Bethel music releases. They're part of a community of worship leaders that has released some incredible projects this year. Brandon Lake, Josh Baldwin, the McClure's and more. And their social media is a great place to keep tabs on all of that. Hey, speaking of friend and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find me if you search WJTL Praise and Worship and join me for my favorite part of the week, the Praise and Worship program on WJTL Sunday mornings, 6 until 10 Eastern. Congregational favorites, new worship releases, plenty of Bethel music, and also classic worship songs too. Locally at 90.3 on your FM dial and streaming at WJTL.com and on the newly updated WJTL app and your smart speaker or device, you can listen anywhere thanks to all of those options. And hey, I also want to say a big thanks to WJTL's music director, Nick Curtis Beal. Between Nick and Bethel Music radio rep and promoter, 
It took a small and mighty village to coordinate getting this interview together. So a huge thanks to everyone involved in that. And finally, thank you to Nathan Hurst of Attic Studios in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania for the music you're hearing in the background. It's called Vision, one of his many bright and brilliant tracks. And before I sign off, one more FYI that coming up soon, new episodes of the podcast featuring the likes of Elevation Rhythm and Pat Barrett. So stay in the loop, subscribe and follow, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the Praise and Worship Podcast.